Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Welcome back. We're here. We're doing it. It's the thing. Yeah, that that's a hell of a pitch. I mean, this is the latest in the week we've ever done a show. No, we've done later. Have we? Oh, definitely. Oh, okay. We don't usually start this late. That's a scheduling thing. It happens sometimes. Yes, it does. But, oh, but we do have a hell of a show for you this well, week. Well, I didn't mean like time on the clock. I meant day of the week. Oh, yeah, we have. I think once or oh, twice. Oh, okay. Well. Either one. Yes, we're well, here. It's worth the wait because we got a hell of a show for you this week. Damn right we do. All kinds of goodies, like the news. Yes, we like the news. Like video game history. Yes, we do like that. Sports, my God, so much. There, yes, there is a new coach in and, Boston. And other things. Yes. One of the best Batman animated series, Two, well, one, the best two-parter just all in general, one of the best episodes of all time, and your questions. I don't have any questions for you this week because you failed miserably <laughs> last week. Tell me about that place you went like twice, 10 years You'd ago. You'd be a shitty tour guide. Let's say don't go to Atlantic City. Okay, well, I'm going anyway. <laughs> That's what I would say. Well, too bad. All right, let's. it's late, so we're just going to dive right in. Yes, let's do it. The news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Uh, Harrison Ford's down. <laughs> Uh-oh, what happened? I missed this. Uh, we didn't even talk about the set photo. A bunch of photos have been released of the filming of Indiana Jones 5. And one of the things they're doing is they are doing motion tracking all over his face, so they're going to de-age him a little bit. Ah. Clean him up. Well, and isn't it mostly, like, shots of him so far have been, like, shoulders up? Like, torso up? No, there's been full body stuff. Okay. I mean, he just looks like he hasn't changed his clothes since the 30s. Hey, if you got a style that works for you, go with it. He's just sticking to it. As a, he, as a man who has a brand, do it. Yeah, he injured himself on set rehearsing a fight scene well i mean he's what 70 something like 78 or something yeah yeah throwing a punch in rehearsal threw his arm out threw his shoulder out oh so he's down and he's out of filming oh so they're gonna keep shooting the movie just around him well i mean when he came back to the franchise for star wars he broke his ankle on the millennium falcon so and in temple of doom he was injured for a ton of that yes he threw his back out on that one so well the- somebody had to carry that movie <laughs> So the, uh, his stunt double. There's a lot of faraway shots, and like you don't see a lot of his face because it's a, like everything basically inside the temple is his stunt double, except for the close-ups. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge Temple of Doom guy. No, no, it is. First ten minutes are great, then it just falls off a cliff. Club Obi Wan. Yes, literally falls off a cliff. Yes, he does. I didn't even mean that, but yeah, he does. And then the raft inflates. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I got all faith that this movie is going to be good, but. At the same time, I don't know how convinced I'm going to be at Harrison Ford throwing punches. I mean, he keeps doing it like in Star Wars and Blade Runner and now this, and he's just old. I mean, it happens. It's better than the alternative. He's in great shape, but he's still in his 70s. I mean... He can only do so much. I'd like to be in that good of shape when I'm in my 70s. I'd just like to have his money when I'm in my 70s. I'd like to have his money now in my 30s. That's not... (laughs) That's true. Why wait? Money is wasted on the elderly. Well, it's not wasted on. They've earned it. Yeah, but I want it. They need the little spreading around money. Yeah, so Indiana Jones 5, we'll see. I, if it wasn't like James Mangold and we didn't just see him do Logan. Do we have a a, uh, a working title on that film yet? No. We don't have any like no. leaked synopsis ideas, like what it could be about? No. From set photos, we know there are flashbacks to the Nazis. I and hate those guys. There are rumors that it might um be involving the space race but those are just rumors i wouldn't could be but i wouldn't call that a factual report speaking of old men on sets okay uh flash set photos were leaked and we saw a faraway photo of some of michael keaton's head yes and And the internet lost its collective mind because it's clearly a wig (laughs) no i don't think anyone was upset that yes it is a wig because it's to match his hair hairline and hairstyle from the yeah. Tim Burton Batman. Yes, it does. Yes, I like it. I'm here for it. Give me that bat. I we've always wanted it, and we're gonna get it. Yeah, I did. A, like everyone's like, oh my god! First look at Michael Keaton. I'm like, it just looks like Michael Keaton. We've. It's not like we've never seen Michael Keaton before. I'm much more interested in the bat suit than I am in just. Here's a shot of some of his face. Yes. 
but the internet likes to dive on whatever it can. And sure, I'm excited to see Michael Keaton. And yeah, it does look like what that hair would look like at an older age. I accept that. Because you can't have Batman with a bald spot. No. So have a be a silver fox. I mean, he is a, a silver bat. He is a playboy. That Bruce Wayne. No, I'm all I'm I'm excited for it. I think this will be a really interesting a really great way for them to hit the reset button, kind of pull everything together. Doesn't it feel like that this Flash movie and the Spider-Man movie are going to be similar and pulling in like all the different universes? Yeah. It's it's the popular thing right now. Like 2016 was the year of like Batman v Superman and Civil War was like everyone fighting each other. Yeah. And now they're like <laughs> next year's or I guess the end of this year for Spider-Man. But yeah, within the next like 12 months, it's going to be multi-dimensions. It's all happening. Yeah. That was a weird voice. Yes. I was going to move on from it, but I couldn't. Well. I didn't like so- it. <laughs> well, sorry. My apologies for upsetting you. And we also got our first set photos of Supergirl. I'm not putting a ton of stock into these because there's clearly going to be a lot of digital work done. Yes. I mean, to throw a cape on her and, you know, take any kinks or wrinkles out of the suit and whatnot. So stuff like that. She's allowed to have a wrinkly suit. I've worn a wrinkly suit before. That's stuff that happens in a lot of these movies, though. It's like anywhere like fabric bunches, they just take it out digitally. Which sounds tedious, but that's what they do. You know, there's a guy that that's their job. There's a person that does that. Yeah, removing fabric bunching. Yes. And we don't really know what the color of this film is going to look like once it you know goes through the f- every possible filter. So yeah, I mean, I don't have a strong opinion of it, but it was, I don't know, it's still kind of fun to see. Yeah. I like seeing the process of like, you know, soup to nuts when it comes to movies. And the Flash is there and he's in a suit, so. With the Flash <laughs> range. Yeah. Just stick it in there. Which doesn't make sense for, so he must get a very different suit because the one that he has is like made of like hard plastics. I don't see that being a cloth suit that you could just fold up a million times and stick in a ring. Yeah, there has to be some sort of molecular kind of. Yeah, that was just like the cloth suit and he literally just folds it until it is small enough. That's to fit impossible. In there. I know. That's impossible. Whatever. That other suit was kind of jagged anyway. Suicide Squad. Yes. They had their second trailer. Looks fun. Yeah, and now, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm this trailer certainly gave the impression that uh, Idris Elba's character is going to be the lead. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, we, I, we didn't really get that from the last one, but he does seem to be our point of view character. Yeah, it, it surrounds him. Get a little look at uh, all the other characters. John Cena got a little bit of, a little bit more time in this, I think. You know what uh, bugs me about the his character though? What it's like. It's very close to what they did with Will Smith in the last movie. It's like, hey, if you, you're you in jail and you have a daughter, and if you do something for her, we'll help your daughter. Or if you do something yeah. for us, we'll help your daughter. I'm like, that's right. the same thing as last time. Kind of back scratchy a little bit. Last time it was like, oh, man, Deadshot beat up Batman. And this one's like, oh, man, he shot Superman. I'm like, These are very similar. Yes. Do you think they kill Superman in this movie off screen? Ooh, good question get supergirl come in to take over that kind of role and like we can't make a deal with cavill so we'll kill him off screen <laughs> or does it take does it take place in that interim between just uh batman v superman and justice league does it take place in no. that time when he is dead no because it says that he shot him and put him in the icu yeah, it doesn't mean he died i mean he could have been shot well yes the, if, yeah. it, if it's between batman v superman and justice league he's in the ground well, so before, no well, maybe prior to batman v superman Shot him with kryptonite. No, I don't think they're going back in time. Okay, fine. Well, then... Yeah, C- considering the first Suicide Squad movie is a direct sequel to Batman v Superman, no. So then I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he probably is dead. <laughs> Just going to keep backtracking things as I remember them. I mean, I love seeing Starro throw a big shark into a building. That looks cool. It's just voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Because why not? Yeah. The only thing that, uh, I thought was a little interesting in there is they mentioned that it's called like Project Starfish. Like, does that mean that they like engineered Starro? Is he not a big starfish alien from space? Or did they they capture him and they were like the project was to like? I hope it's that. Yeah, because I want him to be. A big I think space he's from starfish. space. Yes, that's really what I want. And then you beat him with I forget. It wasn't asbestos, but it was some kind of gardening. Yes, lime chemical. Yes, it was lime. Get him with it. What else happened this week? Ooh, the next Transformers movie was announced, and I haven't watched one of those in a very long time. I can't remember the last time I watched a Transformers movie. But this one, I, I mean, I watched the show as a kid, but for whatever reason, this one raised a slight out eyebrow for me. They're calling this one Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Ah. They're doing Beast Wars. Wow. Okay, well. <laughs> that CGI show from the mid-90s. 
Yeah, kind of falling in line too with the um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and the yeah. Instead of the Autobots, it's the Maximals. Instead of Optimus Prime, it's Optimus Primal, and he's a robot gorilla. <laughs> oh wow! Sure, why not? <laughs> I don't know if you'll be able to get me to see it, but you've at least piqued my interest because I'm sure that's a show I would never want to revisit, and I'm sure it's terrible, but I remember enjoying it. And I am positive it's a mid '90s CGI show that it is best left in memory. Yep, most likely. <laughs> not going back. No, no deep dive on that. Can you imagine watching a mid-90s CGI show? How just clunky it must be. Yeah. I mean, I did watch a couple episodes of He-Man last week after the show. Oh, did you? Yeah. Not as great as I remember, but still entertaining. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't. Very, at the end, they always had the, uh, like, when I watched, like, Orko, like, was messing with chemicals he wasn't supposed to, and it was like, Man at Arms was like, in this episode, Orko touched chemicals he wasn't supposed to. There are probably things like this in your house. Don't drink anything under the sink. And he like pretty much, yes, exactly. And it like showed like a skull and crossbones. If it looks like Skeletor, don't put it in your mouth. Well, not like that, but something similar. <laughs> don't put Skeletor in your mouth. Man at arms, man. He was there to, to save the day. But it talked about the how He-Man met Granger. Or Cringer. Was. Sorry, Cringer. Oh. Yeah, Cringer. Is that- and how Cringer became the mighty battle cat. Great. <laughs> I have the power. Glad you're enjoying your deep dive on He-Man. Yeah, but I, the one thing I like about that, they already had like 45 seconds of animation done for every week because they just replay the opening when He-Man calls on the power of Grayskull. Yeah. There's also an episode I watched oh, yeah. where he... Animation used to get recycled a ton. It still does today. It was very uncomfortable. The animation of He-Man pulling a chasm together. He threw a rope with his magic sword and was pulling on this chasm to pull it back together. And the animation on it was, well, very uncomfortable. I'll have to show you after the show because you need to see it. Just because he's pulling it? Well, it it's just very uncomfortable. He had the power. After 74 issues, Nick Spencer will be leaving Amazing Spider-Man. And 74 is a decent-sized run. The That's la- a very decent-sized run. Yeah, he's only been on it for a few years. The last guy was there for like 10 years. <laughs> but, you know, like what he would be on that for about four years, snuck in 74 issues. It's quite a bit. And then I thought, huh, I wonder what the next creative team will be. And I didn't even write it down because it's like 17 people. And Spider-Man is going back to be a thrice-monthly book, which I've done before. I was like, ugh, nope, 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 no, no. I hate books that get released that fast like people go to work way ahead of schedule and they always end up catching up and it always kind of sucks yeah anything that is either a weekly or near weekly book is basically almost always bad what if it was done well in advance i mean you can up to a point and i'm sure that they have but at some point you gotta you're I mean, regular books, you usually end up with having like a fill-in artist come in for like a single story just so everyone can get caught up. This is going to, yeah. I'm never a fan of quick releases. I It's worked well like once when they did 52, but that's about it. All right. I don't, yeah. I mean, it could be good, but I'm just prejudging and also looking at it from a retailer's side. It is so hard to like find that sweet spot of what you're looking at for numbers when you have something being released that fast based on how far out you have to order like there's a big curve before you can kind of correct it like, properly like what if something sucks and something like you like plan ahead three weeks and the first two weeks it sucks and you've already paid this money for the third week knowing that you're not going to get that number yeah there was um i mean i can give it ex- i forget what it was called now because it's it was that bad um it was that forgettable yeah it was like like leading into like age of x i think they were calling it and there was this um 10 issue like weekly x-men series and you had to plan for those 10 weeks like no time to react like you just gotta pre-guess everything and week one a bunch of people pre-ordered it so i based my order like my numbers on the pre-orders and then the first issue came out it was like eight bucks and that pissed everyone off and basically 75 percent of the people canceled by week two well that's not good and then i see like the editor of that book online he's like Thank you, like retailers and customers, for making us like the number one, like top like five books at like the top ten this month. Like we couldn't have done it without you. I'm like, I lost money on this series. Fuck you. This is this is good for nobody at all. And it wasn't a good series. And then I felt bad because then there were like five spin-off books that came out of it that were all relatively decent, but then no one was reading them because the lead in was so crappy and everyone hated it. Yeah. 
as a, as a fan and as a former retailer, weekly books or near weekly books, not my thing. So say I. I went on yeah. longer on that than I meant to. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's the news. That was easy. Quick news week. Hey, I want to go to bed at some point. Uh, that's a good point. There you go. So from there, we're going to- That's gonna... true. Wow. It is uh, past your bedtime. Getting close. We're going to take a look at Loki. I almost forgot that. That's why I wrote, write these things down. Good, good idea. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, what we do here is we're going to take a quick look at Loki, not do like a full breakdown, but just kind of impressions, thoughts, feelings. Minor spoilers. Yeah. Cut. There's not a ton to spoil in this one. Yeah, there, it was it, it was a, like a placeholder. Well, we're now officially halfway through the series, and the first two episodes were all about um, Loki sitting and talking with Owen Wilson in an office building, and in this one, it was all about him sitting and talking on a train. Yes. Oh my god. Like, it doesn't have to be action. I'm not asking for that. Like, it doesn't need to be, like, tons of action all the time, but I am really just getting bored of people sitting and talking and even this one like in loki making weird bad metaphors he had like that weird salad thing and this one he was talking about love and then he was like hey this doesn't even make any sense this was stupid and a waste of time i'm like don't do it it was also the shortest um episode so far oh god i didn't feel it no yeah it, this was like i'm not in love with this show <laughs> of the three episodes this is number three <laughs> yeah uh it's and that last bit was cool where they tried to make it look like it was the one shot and like yeah the moon crashing and all of that but that was a planet crashing into a moon whatever i feel like the moon's falling into the planet the planet doesn't fall into the moon the moon's gravity is not going to be that powerful but lamentus is the lamentus a thing from uh not that i recognize okay so but 2077 is the year they clearly are going to get rescued somehow yeah i don't think they're going to kill those two characters no I think the intro, the like two interesting bits I took from this, and then the third was more of an internet thing because I really didn't pick up on it initially. But number one, you kind of see a delving into the the multiverse a little bit, where the Loki, where um, where Loki's asking about the variants. Uh, why can't I think of the variants name right now? Sylvie. Sylvie about like her mom, her family, and, and the difference there. That was interesting. We see Loki do more magic kind of stuff, like conjuring things out of air like the pen and quill the fireworks reversing that building from falling over yes that was kind of cool that was new uh i also thought it was funny when he got drunk and was singing in asgardian how did these people on lamentus know how to play asgardian music i want to know that look you get yourself a professional musician you're like hey just give me something but i think the biggest news that kind of came out of this was loki and comes out as what's well, not uncomic book canon either as bisexual yeah the line of prince or princess, a princess or prince, and he goes a bit of both, like you, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, what they haven't done this in the um, the movies at all, but like Loki has, like, yeah, Loki has a ton of weird sex because I mean, he is the father of a serpent that's so long it wraps around the earth twice. That's, that's well, I've. There's a joke there to be made. I'm going to avoid it completely. In Thor Ragnarok, where we saw uh, Fenris the wolf. Yes. That's one of his kids. Hela is one of his kids in the books versus Odin. Like, Loki has a bunch of weird sex. <laughs> and, oh, he is. And births weird children. <laughs> he is the god of mischief. And, Zach, as we've documented on the show, superheroes don't do that. <laughs> well, that doesn't get you pregnant. No. No, it does not. Uh, I'm curious to know where they're going to go with this next. Obviously, you know, interesting stopping point with the arc blowing up. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that worried. No, <laughs> me either. Kind of want to know more about Sylvie's endgame, though. What she's looking to accomplish. Yeah, and even... And who like, the postman is. Well, there's there's a thing in storytelling with characters. is like characters like getting what they want versus getting what they need. And for this Loki, I don't really know either. Like, what does he want? What does he need? I guess he needs to not die, but that's not... I mean, knowing he's going to die, like... I don't know. We'll see. Um, and I know there's been talk about like the showrunners, but like, oh man, there's gonna be so many crazy cameos. I'm like, we're halfway through this, and I'm not. They're coming. I bet they're coming. I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of bored of people sitting and talking and making silly nonsense speeches. There, I think that there will be a Hulk cameo just so we can get the Hulk smash, the scared look at it, all of that. I think will be part of it. Yeah. Um. I mean, the show could still. But again, remember this Loki also has not been to Surtur, not Surtur, um, Asgard. 
Like, yeah, they were teasing that pretty heavily. Yeah, but no, on. he hasn't been to um the collect not the collector's plan um the grandmaster's planet. What the hell is that planet? Sakar. Yeah, Sakar. Surter Sakar. Surter Sakar. Sakar Surter. Hasn't been to Sakar. He hasn't, you know, done a lot of those things. He kind of left know. right after. I don't think they're going to be playing the greatest hits, but no. But we have to remember that this Loki still hasn't really done anything. Hasn't had any of the experiences. He watched a short PowerPoint. And it gave him the emotional range he needed. Again, not feeling it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I didn't love the beginning of WandaVision. That show turned itself around for me. So Yeah, but that was eight episodes. They were shorter. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. We're halfway there, and I'm not... They haven't not delivered yet. Yeah, I'm just not feeling it that much. Well... We'll see. It could, it could totally... But right now, I, I still think... I don't think it's bad, like, by any stretch of the imagination... This one, to me, feels the most TV mm. so far. Like, this feels like I'm watching, like, a CW show. Like, almost in, like, sense of, like, scale and budget of just, like, we're going to talk for a while and then do something, re- like, for five minutes. It's exciting. Also, his wig isn't getting better. No. <laughs> it sticks up in the back a lot. I've committed to this. Yes. All right. That's it. That's the look at Loki. All right. So from there, we're going to look at this week in video game history. Superhero landing coming up. This week in video game history. Couple biggies this week. Yes. It's some, and a weird one. Okay. 1991. All right. We'll treat this as the ones that can as a guessing game. The second most popular mascot of all time got his first game second most popular mascot in video games in video games got his first game in 91 yep what do you mean mascot the face of a company oh uh i want to say sonic the hedgehog it is sonic the hedgehog very first game came out this week in 1991 for the sega genesis yes and it also came out for the game gear i was i was more of a nintendo person i wasn't really ever big on sega sega yes sega Oh, God. Yeah, that was bad. You're always so flat. I am. 1994, a peripheral came out for the Sega Genesis that was supposed to double your bit rate. You take it, you put it inside your Genesis that had its own line of games. Cost you 159 bucks for this uh, failed, failed peripheral. It, so we, Game Genie was a couple weeks ago. We've already talked about Game Genie. Well, that wasn't an add-on. That was just a cheat. That was just a cheat. An, uh Create its own separate line of games. Doubled your bit count, supposedly. Sega, uh, Sega thirty <laughs> two, the thirty two X. Thirty two X. Yeah. Oh wow. You're not. Count- you don't know what it is. I was close. What? It's this kind of. It almost looks like a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and you literally plop it down inside your Genesis. Well, and then you plop a game inside of that, and it supposedly. Well, at least I knew that it was sixteen bit gaming. Yeah would supposedly give you like better games but it didn't look any better no one they cost 159 bucks additional on top of so everything. pretty much a scam yeah and uh, had a very very small library of All games right. oh, there you go that failed it didn't go anywhere i get a half point in 1996 the very first 3d console and game was released in japan 96 that's is that too early for nintendo 64 that would be nintendo 64 and its launch title mario 64 yep a game I tried to replay recently, and I'm like, oh my god, these controls are so broken. <laughs> the joystick in the middle was always the first to go. I hate that controller. Yes. I just meant the like, physical, like... The, the three-prong, game, like, what do you use? The, the game is so broken. Yes. It was a very difficult Mario. Yeah. I mean, first of its kind, but boy, does it not hold up. No, it does not. Because <laughs> uh, I just tried replaying it like Super Mario 3D All-Stars. I was like, oh boy. Trying to control the flying, I was like, nope, we're all done. No, no. Walking away. <laughs> the endless staircase. 2004. Uh, this is just a weird one. Okay. Game Boy Advance started releasing video cartridges with 90 minutes of footage that they could stick in there. So if you wanted to watch three episodes of a cartoon, because they started with Pokemon, you could stick this in your Game Boy Advance and watch it on that small-ass oh. screen. Wow. That's kind of interesting. If you just Didn't. want to watch the same three episodes of Pokemon over and over well, it's again. It's kind of like having a VHS player and a VHS tape. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. But on your Game Boy Advance. For the car ride. Ugh, no, no thank you. 2007. 
generally, uh, this game, I'm not counting all the spinoffs because I don't know how many there are because it's a lot. This game just released its eighth entry in the franchise, but back in 2007, they changed up their gameplay and made what is generally considered one of the best games of all time and the best of the franchise. In 2007? Yep, this would have been released on GameCube, PlayStation 2, the Wii ended up getting a version. It's been remastered a bunch of times. I can't remember if it was on Xbox or not. Um, Changed from... Every time you wanted to shoot someone, you had to stop fully to being able to just, like, over-the-shoulder run and gun. Oh. Uh, you heal yourself with plants. You save your game with a typewriter. You heal yourself with plants and save your... With a typewriter? Yeah. And you heal yourself with plants. Yeah. You gotta mix them up. You gotta mix plants up. Yeah. And it's like a first-person shooter? No. Third. Third person. It's not Grand Theft Auto. Nope. I'm trying to think of the plants. There's eight of these. The eighth one just came out recently. Eight? Yep, plus a ton of spinoffs. I, I don't know. It's Resident Evil 4. Uh, the best of the series. Oh, uh, okay. God, that game is fun. It's been remastered a million times. You should buy it. All right. And it's, it's really good. It's so good. You got to beat up all those villagers. Don't I feel like a fool now? And then finally, in 2009, what is now considered a official movie continuation, the third of a trilogy was released. Got back all the 80s cast to voice all their old characters. 80s trilogy is it was it the ghostbusters it game? is the ghostbusters game what a game it is it's real it's pretty short it's like nine ten hours but harold ramus and dan Aykroyd wrote it yeah it's got everyone back for the voices except for rick moranis uh-uh. i don't think sigourney weaver's in there either whatever but you know there is no tana only zool but they wrap up a weird amount of story points and it continues things like walter peck is in there this takes place after ghostbusters 2 after ghostbusters like it's in the 90s he is Vigal. Vigo's in this. You get to see the painting. Oh. You get to fight Stay Puff again. Like, but like they give reasons for it. It's really solid. Any updates on the Ghostbusters movie? There's, Afterlife? Yeah, there's been small things. It's coming out this year. I can't there's, wait. It next year. I can't remember now. But yeah, it's still coming. I've been waiting for that movie for a while now. I remember. That's um the only like kind of modern game I almost beat in one sitting. I just sat down with it and I just played it. And then at like 5 a.m. I went to bed. I'm like, this is too much. It also oh. didn't help that like at 3 a.m. my roommate came out, didn't say anything to me, just glared at me and turned the volume on the TV down to almost nothing and then went back to bed. <laughs> it's supposed to come out November 11th there we go. of the year. When you first Google it, though, on Google, totally inaccurate. Here's the Google review. When a single mother and two children move to a new town, they soon discover that they have a connection to the original Ghostbusters and their grandfather's secret legacy. Release date, June 11th, 2021. Yeah. I think that you mean November. But that's it. That's video games. I did well this week. I'm proud of myself. There you go. So from proton packs to trading card packs, it's time for Jared's Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared's Sports Report. All right. I'm here for this. It's my one thing I contribute to the show, and I... Really don't have a ton to uh, contribute this week. Oh, uh, actually, <laughs> a couple of interesting uh, groundbreaking things. One of them being, it sounds like the NCAA is starting to or will be relaxing their restrictions on player lightness usage and paying athletes. Sounds like the age of amateurism is coming to an end and NCAA athletes can uh, make some money based on their likeness and image and so on and so forth. So be paying attention to that. Yeah, they should be able to make endorsement deals. Yes, they should. Considering the billions of dollars they generate in revenue for the NCAA. Sox continue to kind of seesaw on top of the American League East. Good for them. I saw your buddy Tom Brady says he still has things to prove. Yes. Tom Brady also had a quote this week that was kind of looked upon negatively when he was talking about free agent places. And he, one team said, no, they're going to stay with who they have. And he goes, I can't believe they're staying with this motherfucker. <laughs> who is he talking about they wouldn't say but clearly clearly tom brady has some chips on his shoulder and he also just put up locker room material in 31 other locker rooms with quarterbacks that were still with that team great olympic trials are underway that's coming around yeah the u.s basketball team that roster got announced yep it's um, loaded yeah, except well, for kevin love what is kevin love doing there well i mean they Get have out of here kevin love <sighs> I mean, you ride that bench, Kevin Love. You got to have one guy. Let's see what else? Oh, speaking of Olympic trials, uh, Isaiah Harris 
originally from Lewiston, Maine, came in fourth in the 800-meter run uh, at the Olympic trials, just missing out on a spot on the Olympic team. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, but still, good for Maine representing, being represented there. Almost making it. Yeah, well, you win some, you lose some. Doesn't mean he's not going to go. I mean, he's still only 24, so he, you know he's still got the prime of his career ahead of him. Still can run in a lot of other diamond-level events, but still, Maine are represented at the Olympic trials out in Eugene, Oregon. Also, uh, do, do you want to break the Celtics news? Oh, there's so much. All right. There's news about everything. Let's start with the playoffs. Everyone I wanted to lose lost, so okay. I'm happy about that. The Nets are out after Durant playing a 48-minute game and then a 53-minute game every minute. Missed a last-second buzzer beater and airballed it. Yeah. But whatever. I'm glad the Nets are out. The 76ers lost in glorious fashion. I'm glad they're out. Uh, Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid both threw Ben Simmons under the bus. Yes. So I'm going to say uh, he's not coming back to the 76ers. Well, why do you pass up an open layup like that to make the fancy play? He can't shoot. Manny, it's all. a friggin' layup. He's an NBA player and it's a layup. He can't. He's the worst. His trade value is like plummeted. Yeah, because he didn't playoffs. dare go after a makeup. I mean, make a layup. Uh, Chris Paul was a, got COVID, but he's back tonight as of recording. He's playing right now. Yes. But, I mean, Phoenix is up uh, 2-0 on the Clippers. Kawhi's out with an ACL, so he's probably not coming back. So it seems kind of cut and dry that Phoenix will be coming out of that. But, I mean, the, the last four remaining teams, I am completely ambivalent on. I don't have strong feelings about them one way or the other. Which is the NBA also hates. But, I mean, there's somebody's going to win a title for the first time in a really long time, yeah. if not ever. I don't care about the Bucks. I don't care about the Hawks. I don't care about Phoenix. I don't care about the Clippers. I think it'd be funny if the Clippers continued to lose, but that's about it. And then big changes in the Celtics. Yes. Kemba Walker traded. Yes, With two gone. years left on his deal for Al Horford. Coming back, baby. Yes. We traded the best smile in the NBA for the best eyes. Just a handsome man trade. <laughs> I mean, also, Al Horford has got miles on him. Yeah, but he got sat last year because they were winning. Detroit was trying to tank, and they were winning too much, so they sat Al Horford. So he's fresh. Or not Detroit. Uh, OKC. Whatever. Yeah. He's fresh. There's also some interesting stories about Brad Stevens and how he had lost the locker room. Yeah, the, I mean... I don't know how much of that I buy, but I'm fine with the new coach coming in, bringing in Ime Adoka. Yes. Uh, he's coming out of the Greg Popovich School of Assistant Coaches and spent a year in Philly under Brett Brown, which, I mean, that's probably not that much of a learning experience. And now he was with the Nets this year. But yeah, first time head coach, former player. He was a role player back in the day and, you know, fine. Yeah, I think it's a really good hire. Supposedly. I mean, it's, it's hard to judge assistant coaches because you see, like, you're... Fans don't get to see that stuff really all that uh, much. Unless so somebody just, gets ejected. Yeah, but I mean, from all and reports. If there's somebody who gets ejected from games, it's Pop. <laughs> yeah. I love Pop. Who doesn't love Pop? Oh, there are but, a lot of people, but they're, they just don't understand. Yeah, supposedly a like, uh, defensive-minded uh, coach, also supposedly a relatively hard-nosed guy. So, I mean, maybe he'll be able to get players a little more energized, let's say. Motivated. Yeah. But, I mean, supposedly um, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum all recommended this guy to Brad because they had worked with him in uh, USA Basketball a couple of years ago in the FIBA tournament. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, the Al Horford trade saves them about $20 million, so it gives them some flexibility in Brad's me media availability. It's basically said, like, this is entirely financially motivated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, let's not mince words. Like, Kevin's contract was huge and we needed the money. Because <laughs> next year is the big year of uh, everyone's a free agent. Yes. We want Bradley Beal to come over. Now, was I reading that Emi Udoka is the first Nigerian head coach in NBA history, I believe? I don't know. I hadn't heard that. Uh, well, he is from Nigeria. Yes, he is. Let's see. But I can confirm that much. Yeah, first Nigerian head coach Ooh. in NBA history. Interesting. I didn't know that. Learned yes. a thing. I learned a thing tonight. There you go. See, I contributed to the sports reports, <laughs> which really is mostly Zach's Celtics update. I gave you the playoff picture. That's true. You, you did give the playoff picture. And your playoff picture was mostly like, I don't care, somebody break the picture and put up a different frame. Yeah, I don't. very indifferent to the yes. rest of the playoffs. ambivalent, as one would say. Everyone I wanted to lose lost, so that was the highlight. But the four teams that won are teams that you really don't care about. Yeah. So you only cared about them because they were playing against the teams that you didn't like. Yeah, I wasn't really rooting for people as much as I was rooting against people. Uh, see, that's not how it should be, to root for somebody. And that yeah. way, when you're rooting for them, even though you might be rooting for them to beat somebody, you're not rooting against somebody so much as, yeah, I'm rooting for this team because I want them to beat them, not I want them to suck. 
That's exactly what I did. You were the I want them to suck guy. Yeah. Okay. Not the, hey, good luck team that, you know, doesn't really make it here often. I want to see you win for a different change. No, you're like, I want to see them suck. Yeah. Okay. And now I've lost that fire. Oh. <laughs> There's nobody now that you want to see suck? Nah. Bye. Whatever. Uh, all right. All right. That's it for sports. Because I want to see them suck. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Nope. All right. Cool. So, last was it only last week? It was only last week. Last week, we talked about Batman. The adventure continues following up on- Season one. Yeah. Following up on Batman, the animated series. And the criticism that I had of was that introducing Jason Todd, they just introduced him basically comic book style. Like, same, almost the exact same story. So I thought we could do a compare and contrast with the main uh, Dick Grayson story. In Robin's Reckoning Part 1 and 2, I'm playing a theme. I'm the best there is at what I do. But what I do best isn't very nice. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. Good theme. Great. What do you have to say about this Emmy-winning show? Emmy-winning episodes. I thought they were fantastic. I liked the two-parter. Interested to see kind of Batman's motivations here. Like you said, kind of the dark, kind of grim, over, you know, the, eh, kind of like heavy, especially when the, the Flying Graysons die. Yeah. Uh, so Spoilers, Robin's, Robin's an orphan. Backing up slightly, the story, uh, through a series of flashbacks, tells of Robin's origin coming to Batman through the death of his parents and him trying to get revenge on their killer through uh boss zuko who in robin's late teen years has returned to gotham yes as part of a construction extortion scheme and he wants to murder him yes they also pretty much almost kill people on that high-rise building kick them off yeah just they're gonna fight on this uh steel girder and he could just like undo a steel girder that easily and just kick guys off of it. It's yeah. fine. They won't die. No, it's a cartoon. But no, Batman finds out that Zuko's the one behind this, and, well, he doesn't want Robin involved. And Robin gets all teenage pissy about it. <laughs> but I want to kill him. Well, he didn't realize it was Zuko until after he did some searching on the Bat computer. Clearly needs a better password protection, this Batman. Oh, the, the password's just Martha. Martha. But, I mean... For the sake of comparison, and I talked about this, we have a death that leaves something to the imagination of Robin's parents swinging along only to have the rope cut as their high, the high wire, whatever the hell it's called. Trapeze. And they fall to their death, so you just... It's trapeze. Stop saying trapeze. That's because what it is. Trap D's. I don't think that's how that works. Nice try. Good effort. He's nuts. Good, good job, but not that well done. No, but one thing I thought was interesting with the circus crowd is that like they just let Robin be up on this trapeze platform. What are you gonna do, little boy up there? Yeah, could have fallen to his death. Well, someone did. How did two people did actually? But the rope going into frame and coming back being cut with no one on it. Like that's a powerful image. Yes. Versus what the adventure continues did, where it was just like we're gonna beat this boy with a crowbar brutally and like nothing is left to the imagination. Well, that's what I think one is more effective than the other. Yes. I would depends on what you're going for too. But the Jason Todd stuff, the manner of the that stuff changes the character. But it's even more graphic than like the original comic, which was mostly just you were seeing like the Joker, like just a shot of the Joker with the crowbar going up and down versus like just seeing like bash him in the face. But here, like, beat up that boy. But here's the thing with those two characters: when you think about it, Dick's scars are emotional scars. Jason's scars are physical. He wears those outwardly. Dick kind of like internalized it. And this is like the one time you kind of see him like externalize it. With Jason, he's wearing it on his sleeve. He's wearing it on his face, clearly. And this is the first time in the series. And we'll see this kind of go on as the series goes on, which is not a show known particularly for its arcs. It's mostly standalones, but there is some level of continuity. This is the first time we see Robin go against Batman. That he's going to go out and he's going to kill Zuko. And this is like the first big like chink in their relationship. And they'll eventually break up. Yes. But also, I thought it was interesting that Batman was still going after him all these years. Still wanted to like get that revenge for Robin. To like save Robin from that. 
But then the other piece I thought was interesting is Batman, Batman tweaks his knee. Like he gets hurt. Yeah, it happens. And if it wasn't for Robin breaking the rules, Batman's probably he's probably dead. He gets zukoed. Yeah, that's what they Zook call it. Zukoed. <laughs> so there's a bit of serendipity in that Robin broke the rules but was still there to save Batman. But then Batman saves Robin from himself because he's going to throw Zuko off the pier. And then he would lose him and all that stuff. I mean, there's a good amount of pathos in this bad boy. Yes. And Robin gets to do his deep voice. Also, is it like a little bit on the outside realm of like, hmm, because like you've got Dick who is, you know, Batman's ward, essentially. They're practicing fencing. And then Batman's like, time to hit the showers, Dick. It's... Shaking my head at you. No, I'm just, I'm playing the conspiracy. I We all know that that's not the thing that was happening. Well, not in this show. I mean, there's all those weird panels from the 50s where they're like, ah, oh, we're in our matching pajamas in the same bed together. That's not kind of, it's like, yeah, 50s comics were weird. It's okay. Yeah, it's a modern know. world. Batman can love who he loves. There's nothing modern about the 50s. No, that's what I'm saying. It's a modern world here 70 years later. I mean, this show has some other two-parters, like the Two-Face one is a pretty good example, but they don't do a ton of them, and this one is done kind of masterfully. Like I said, this did win a Daytime Emmy for quality programming. It was, indeed, quality programming. Or whatever the Emmy was. It, it was a good job. You told a good story, Emmy. Yeah, I know. I thought it was a good, complete story arc, well done in two episodes. Uh, we learn a lot about Batman and how Batman was trying to protect Robin from himself in a way because Batman knew how Robin was going to react and Robin kind of at the end like yeah you were right to keep me from here because I probably would have killed him and it's yeah relatively dark with you know parents dying and revenge and plotting and blah 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 whenever you see like stuff on the internet of like top bat top 10 Batman the animated series episodes like this always makes it in those kind of lists like everyone loves this one yes it just I don't know I, I love everything about it I thought it was really again animation's always great the story's great the acting's great sign me up for it and you did and i watched it and enjoyed yeah. it yeah it's nice to revisit it I'll, I'll happily throw this two-parter on just about any time it is definitely two of the better episodes good. but it's a good mix of ac- action and story but this is kind of i guess the final point i'd make if i'm doing kind of a compare and contrast versus uh, the adventure continues which really like just takes beat for beat jason's story this takes dick's story doesn't change anything but they give their own spin on it like, he still has the death of his parents, it's still Boss Zuko, but then they expand out into this whole other story of, like, almost adult Robin, like, looking for that revenge. So it takes the original, and it just builds on it, and that's what The Adventure Continues was missing. That was just, here's the same thing you've read before, which is why I like this, like, so much better. Yeah. But I guess it's also a little <laughs> bit unfair with, like, you know, 25 years of hindsight of, like, this is two of the best episodes the show ever did compared to... A comic that just started last year. True. And then, like, you also have the retrospective of you've seen every, like, episode. So you, like, can pick out the best episode. It's not like you watch it at the time and like, oh, this is the best episode ever. But certainly, again, on on or near the top of a lot of top ten lists. Yeah, really good. Um, It's, I mean, if you have HBO, it's just there now. Or you could get DVDs or Blu-rays or anything. Yes. It's nice that it's just there on HBO. So glad I bought that Blu-ray box set, like, a year before. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> now it's just there. Well, how did you know? I didn't. Exactly. I was getting my upgrade, and now it's just there. Well, now you have a physical copy, which is fine. Yeah. It's big. It's a big old box. Yes. It's up there. Way up there in the back. I see it. Came with three little pop figures. There's a Batman, a Joker, and a Harley. Interesting. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. No, you don't. All right, we're going to move on from there to letters to the editors. All of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. If you want to ask us your own questions, get them on the air. Live on the air. Send them by Carrier Pigeon. Hot, hot, hot. Uh, you can write those in at editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. I need to read an email. We got this week. I haven't read it yet. Oh. You haven't read the email? Uh, no. I, I. Oh, we have a new email that you haven't read. It's yeah. not like we just got an email. This week's email you just have not read yet, and you're just going to randomly do it. No. I wonder if the Shang-Chi, right. Shang-Chi trailer, trailer is dropping like right now. I don't know if it's out yet. Oh, yeah, it's out. Oh, okay. Late breaking news? I guess. Are we watching the Shang-Chi trailer? We'll be right back. All right. Before we get to your questions, we're back. <laughs> All right. We're here. Immediate reaction. Fin Fang Foom. He is a dragon from space who wears tiny purple shorts. And he is underwater. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, in the very first Iron Man, it, like 
it's one of those like blink and you miss it. There was a movie poster for a Fin Fang Fu movie. Really? Just as a, like a little Easter egg joke oh. in Iron Man 1. I'm sure they're going to ignore that. Yes, more than likely. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm. Yeah, Fin Fang Fu. Awesome. Yeah. That was the part that Space Dragon in tiny purple shorts. He has booty shorts. He's wearing those Daisy Dukes. Good for him. We got to cover up his dragon bits. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yes. Um, I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of action in this. Yeah. Which I'm, I think it's going to be a lot of fight sequence and really well done martial arts choreography. That's, yeah, my first reaction to this, I, I think we got a better sense of kind of the color plate for this, which I really liked how colorful this is looking. I still, and I know I said this in the first one, I'm a little turned off at how CG heavy it looks because when I want a good martial arts movie, I yeah. just want to see people like at peak physical condition doing things that like you just get wowed by. I'm not wowed. I mean, I don't think really anyone is as much anymore. Like, we're not as wowed by CGI. No. I want to see people go nuts. So hopefully we get... I'm sure we will. I'm sure I'm just overreacting. I'm sure we'll get enough of that. But uh, the Ten Rings, those have certainly changed. We got a much better look at them this time. With the way they work in the books, and I'm sure they're changing this so it's not too Infinity Stone-like, there were Ten Rings and they all had different powers. Oh, okay. So it's a little... Earth. Too close Wind. Fire, water, heart. Yes. It's too close to the Infinity Stones, though, so they are changing them up. It also versus now they're like rings that can just fit on your arms. Uh, They're uh, technology from the Celestials, so it's alien tech, but it looks like now they just mostly shoot beams at you. (laughs) Which sometimes... I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Yeah, this trailer got... Got me a little excited though, and it was what, I, what I liked. We didn't have a lot of the goofy sidekick in this either. It was Aquafina. yeah, it was more business. Yeah, and we uh, get a better look at the dad who has been changed significantly from the comics, uh, partially for rights reasons, partially for racism because um, this is Fu Manchu. Well, they yes, so they've switched that out. Yeah, um, probably for the best. Yeah, I'd say so. And I'm blanking on the mom's name, and I love her and everything, so uh, I'm very annoyed that I can't re- like remember her name off the top of my head. Yes, but I know who you're talking That's about. It's going to bug me. I love her and everything, so I'm glad she's in this. No, this looks good. Yeah, um, I th- yeah, better than the first trailer. I mean, the first one was just a tease, so for your first kind of like... S- Story trailer? Yeah, I think we're doing pretty good. I like the looks of that. Yes. Um, is there anything else quick that I, I noticed? D- I did like a little bit of that. I was like, please don't be like Mortal Kombat, where he's trying to like save his family's name, and he's like... The last of a line, but there was one shot in there that reminded me of like three hundred, like of just beating a boy with sticks. Yeah, he's standing there and he gets his ribs ripped open by kendo sticks. Just a lot of boy beating the last couple weeks on this show. I don't like it. <laughs> well, yeah, good looking trailer. Your questions. Here we are. So All right, that was a well, lot. There you go. Sorry, that trailer um... happened during the show. <laughs> yeah, knew it was coming. I was like, oh man, hope it's early. <laughs> When it happens, there we go. Yeah, it was early enough. All right, you want to ask us a question? Well, you can. Editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. This week's question, what's the deal with Lady Loki? Who is that? She's a lady and she's Loki. Well, oh, good. Is that your answer? Yes. I have the answer. No, you don't get the bell. (laughs) I got the bell. I have the answers for you. Okay. You explain it to me. Me? Yeah. You explain Lady Loki. Uh, Well, wasn't there a point where the multiverse ruptures? In front of Loki and the various versions of Loki come out and one of them just, just Lady Loki? No. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, the quick gist of the history of the character, back in the mid-2000s, um, was uh, during the J. Michael Straczynski run on Thor. I think it was him writing it at that point. Uh, Ragnarok happened. Surter destroyed Asgard. It blew up. Loki's dead forever. We'll never see him again. Wrong. Yeah, he was, was right back like two years later. But not exactly. We didn't get Loki physically coming back, so when you see those images of Lady Loki, you're not actually seeing... That's not Loki. Loki inhabited Sif's body, Lady Sif. Ah. So he took her over and then immediately was like, I'm doing villain things and I'm Loki. Inside of Lady Sif. Yes. And doing things like joining the Cabal that Norman Osborn led during uh, Secret Invasion and that whole era. Uh, Eventually Sif got her body back and that was kind of it. Oh, okay. Um, so it wasn't a full transformation. And then this one I can't speak to because I've never read it. This is like, uh, I think it was 2014. There was another story with a different Loki who visually looks closer to the one that we've seen it, with the one horn and the one broken horn. That's from the story that I haven't read, so I can't speak. That's why the horn is uh, broken. 
I, well, just, I don't know if there is a reason for that, but I can't speak a ton to the story just because I haven't read it. But apparently that is a different version of Loki who comes through and um, identifies as pansexual like canonically within the book. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't read that one, so I, I can't speak a ton to it. But yeah, the um, the Lady Loki from like the like 2008-ish, that was around for like two years. But it was a, it was a cool visual style, like switching up Sif to a Loki-esque costume and like, get the the big old horns and stuff and just a little shift on the character. It was a fun, it was a fun read at the time, but yeah, Sif gets her body back and then Loki is reborn and then tries to redeem his past actions. And then at one point he comes back as like a kid and then he gets like, kid Loki. Yeah, he, he was, there was kid Loki. Okay. And then like a, like mid twenties version of him, like forgives himself. And then there's like old grumpy Loki. Basically by the time um, Hiddleston came around, they're like, Oh, we should make him hot. Oh, hot Loki. Yeah, basically. Okay. Lady Loki, I think, probably went away because the Thor movie was coming out and just for yeah. brand consistency. They, yeah, we don't want to confuse people. They made him, instead of like a craggly old man, they made him like hot. Hot Loki. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Lady Loki, kid Loki to hot Loki. All the Lokis. And the grumpy one shows up sometimes. It's like, Meow, get off my lawn, Loki. Are you the grumpy Loki? Not that old. But you didn't deny being grumpy. <laughs> I hope they suck. <laughs> yeah. And that's about the gist of uh, the history of Lady Loki. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's Thank a po- you. It's a popular version. All right. That's it. That's the show. All right. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors comics. One dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. I think there's only like one day of the week we haven't recorded it. You got a one in seven chance. <laughs> It's yeah. There's like one day we haven't. I feel like we have to record on Friday just to say that we did. <laughs> no, consistency is important. We'll get hopefully back to it next. Yeah, week. I know. It's. I'm sorry. It's a free show. I had a unless you pay on Patreon. Which I had a I call already... for the Special Olympics. I couldn't miss to assist with it. Yes. There we go. To help run an event for the Special Olympics, there we go. I volunteer for the Special Olympics, and I couldn't miss that call. Sorry. <laughs> Sue me. I have a heart. I am compassionate, unlike some people on this couch. I wouldn't say you're not compassionate, really. You're really thinking about that yeah. now. I was thinking about casting couch jokes. My case in point. <laughs> I hope they suck. Anyway, uh, yeah, so a dollar a month gets to the show the day we record it. Uh, and some other cool stuff. If you just you know do the Patreon and then browse around your Patreon access and see all the cool things that can happen to you. Uh, we generally don't say it because I don't. Your podcasting yeah. experience is good, but it could be better. Great. Um, if you, we never. I ask. thought that's pretty clever, actually. If you could do that whole, you should rating. take and meme generate that and then post it to your thing. The rate, review, subscribe thing. Oh we, yeah, we, please we, do that. We don't ask a lot, but you know, let's make the. If we get rich off this, we can make it a daily show. I don't think I could spend an hour a day with you seven <laughs> days a week. Well, a weekday show. I don't think I could spend an hour with you a day five days a week. No, I don't think that show would never happen. No, unless I was getting like full salary. Yeah, and benefits. I don't know if I could offer you benefits. Well, (laughs) damn. It is kind of tempting to only have to work an hour a day for full salary. (laughs) We'll get there. On your couch. We we won't. That's okay, though. That's, you know, one can, we can dream. Uh, yeah, anyway, you can also find Zach on social media. I really think you should do that. You should take and make that meme of your podcast experience is good, but it could be better, you can and then it. have a link to the Patreon. You could do it. And I'll send the I'll send the image to you, and you put it on the Editor's Note Comics thing. <laughs> the Twitter. The Twitter, yes. Uh, that's where you can find Zach on Twitter, at Editor's Note Comics. Yeah, I tweeted once this week. That's Wow. <laughs> I know. It's like it's more than ten, the last two weeks. a 10,000% increase. <laughs> Harrison Ford. Oh, you made a bad Harrison Ford joke? It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, I probably could have not tweeted it. Was it a good joke or a bad joke? No, it's mostly just what I said on the show already. All right, well. And you're on Twitter as well. At Junior Rich. There we go. We'll be back next week for something. I have no idea what, but I bet it involves pop culture. It's Temple of Doom all over again, or Force Awakens all over again, or trying to land a plane all over again. He's very good at getting injured. That's insensitive. All right, we're leaving. We'll be back next week. Bye.